0: All right, we're doing part three today in the podcast of building a life of listening. If you missed the first two parts, I hope you'll go back and listen. Today, we are going to be covering kind of the troubleshooting. When listening doesn't bring answers or complete answers or answers fast enough, go back and listen to the first two to hear a little bit more of the why and how to build a life of listening. You're listening to the Growing Creative Podcast, and I'm your host, Jane Boutwell. I'm an artist and a creative coach. This is a space that will nurture your heart and empower you to pursue your creative calling, whatever that may be. I want to tell you a little story from the summer that really shows my experience of listening, not bringing what I am expecting. I experienced some burnout after a very, well, I think we've all had an intense few years, but it culminated with an incredibly intense spring for me. And I just found myself completely ragged. And I knew that I needed to take rest seriously in order to be healthy again. So I took the summer off. I took six weeks off of social media. I made an intention of caring for my body, for resting, for making time for play, all the things that I knew I needed to heal burnout. And um, as the summer ended and my kids went back to school, I sensed That I'd be shifting out of that intensive play rest mode, and I'd have more space in my days with the kids in school, and I was feeling recovered, and it was time to find out what to focus on next. I always have ideas. I had so many ideas that I felt there was going to be something. Which one? You know, I was so prepared to kick off this new season of working my creative work that I had gotten an index box and made organizers to organize the different ideas and projects. I had packed my backpack that I take on my walks in the woods with index cards, as I mentioned in the previous episode, with a sketchbook, with a journal. I was so ready to have this day when the kids were finally all back in school and I had devoted the whole morning to just sitting in quiet in the woods and making note of all the new revelation that was going to come. I was sure of it. I was gonna use this process where you start a timer and you just brain dump all these ideas on different cards. Anyway, as I settled in next to the creek on a rock, With my backpack full of supplies for this moment, I thought, well, as I settle in here, I think I'll read a poem just to kind of start this special moment off. (laughs) I want to read you the poem that I read that morning in the summer in the woods. It's once again Lucy Shaw. I'm telling you, we are very good friends. (laughs) And it is in her book, The Green Earth, Poems of Creation. I usually I will just kind of flip around and then land somewhere and read it. And this one was called Edges of Wales," which I thought kind of sounded odd. All right. Stalking the blind lanes, striding to the hill top before daybreak. Often I've ached at the sweet chill of spring light glittering through an intricacy of leaves when, in its precision of green, Every tree turns candle with a series of airy, sharp surprises. Crow's wings fold pearly heaven. Then the full sun rises, polishing the view, stones quick and wet as steel, glitter on a cobweb, gravel under my heel. Well, I'm smiling at this point because one of the things that happened during my summer of rest and play was a couple of times my husband woke me up really early and invited me to go watch the sunrise with him. I am not a morning person. I am not an early riser. But both times I had this deep sense that I needed to say yes. And both times, it was once in the mountains, we were racing our drive through the Blue Ridge Parkway to get to this particular hill and hike up to the top before the sun peaked over the edge, and we made it. And the view was incredible. Watching everything go from that faded pre-dawn into full clarity, blazing sun was so beautiful. We had another time at the beach watching the sunrise. So I'm listening to this poem by Lucy Shaw and picturing the leaves turning into candles as the light grows with the sunrise and the view of glittering on the leaves and the cobwebs and all of a sudden seeing everything come to life this is something i've loved and enjoyed over the summer i'm smiling and then the second part of the poem here are her words but on this early day in may i wake through light opaque as milk the hedgerows make mysteries with the mist the cries of sheep shiver, the drenched air. Like silk sliding away, the river moves south. The sheen of its crease supple between banks and bushes, blanched as fleece. I thought I loved the hard, bright edges best, until I melted in this morning's mist. I just laughed out loud when I read that book. This kind of inner chuckle, here I was with all my supplies ready for the sunrise moment of clarity coming and revelation showing me what was next in this season. And God gives me this poem by Lucy Shaw, inviting me in to a day with light as opaque as milk. (laughs) This milky uh, lack of clarity, hedgerows making mysteries with mist. I thought I loved the hard, bright edges best until I melted in this morning's mist. And I thought, well, well what? <laughs> okay, I can make mysteries with mist. I can enjoy that muffled silence of this foggy morning. And I saw it as an invitation from God to not race for answers and start diving into work, but to stay in this season of just being and not knowing yet, and spending more time in His presence and that quiet listening. And I'm thankful that my heart had done a lot of maturing through that season and was ready with that gentle nudge to say, yeah, okay. (laughs) I think that living a life of friendship with God this kind of growing. It's something that Strawn Coleman talks more about in his book, Beloved, that's just now coming out. It's an invitation to being with God and beholding Him instead of a transactional relationship. We often, especially because of how we live in a consumer society, we have this inbuilt sense of everything being a transaction. Am I getting what like I'm giving and then I deserve to get back. And we can think of God like this slot machine where we put something in and we expect the answers to pop out. But instead, I'm learning to just experience my relationship with the ultimate creator and inspirer of creativity as this friendship. And sometimes the seasons are just to hang out in companionable silence, and sometimes I can't fall asleep at night because I'm finally quiet enough and the Holy Spirit's like, let's dream about this together. I've got a lot of ideas to share with you. And I've got to get up out of bed to make some voice memos and take notes because there's so many ideas all at once. It's not something I'm in control of, but it's something that I can be aware of and submit to, have release of control and accept that sometimes it is light dawning and sharp clarity And sometimes it's mysteries with mist, and I'm invited to just sit and be. Sometimes we think we're getting no answer when we're waiting for revelation, when in reality, we're getting a slow answer. And that slow answer is an invitation to rest, to be, to hang out in companionable silence with God, and to play. Another thing that I've been learning is that an incomplete vision keeps me from running ahead on my own steam. I think about this quote that Anne Lamott shares in her book about writing. She's sharing a quote by E.L. Doctorow, and it says, writing a novel is like driving a car at night. You can only see as far as your headlights. but." You can make the whole trip that way. And I think that it's important to remember that. Sometimes I feel like I've got to have another answer. I've got, I need more. I don't know. I don't have the whole vision. But when I stop and ask myself, do I have enough to go on to make one more step? The answer is almost always yes. Sometimes that one more step is let it simmer on the back burner Sometimes the answer is do a little more research. Sometimes the answer is to do this well, you need to develop a skill. Maybe it's time to brush up on this or take a class in this or play around a little more with this. I almost always have enough to go on to make one more step. And that's all you need to get all the way up the mountain, to drive all the way there. You just need to go one step at a time. You don't have to see the whole way. I had some wisdom shared with me on a really big project that I'm dreaming about and realizing it might be a lifetime, it might be a few years, but it feels really big. And I've been super inspired and excited about it and wanting to see this come to be. And I had a friend share with me about a moment. I think she was in Africa. She had a woman talking to her about how God works and how we respond And this woman tapped her on the forehead and said, God gives the idea. And it's right here in that front of your head on the forehead. And then she tapped the back of my friend's head and said, our job is to let it move from the front of her head to the back of the head and stay back there. Wait until God brings it to the front again. Wait. Now, that's a hard one, isn't it? We live in a super fast paced culture, if we tap something and it doesn't immediately give us what we want on our screens, we get so impatient. We are not used to waiting. If we have to wait the full two days for an Amazon Prime order, we're irritated. (laughs) This was so much wisdom. There's a lot that happens in the waiting and it requires trust that when the time is right, that idea will come back to the front of our head, that we'll get another impulse that now's the time for this next part of it. It's trusting God's timing instead of our timing to see things come to be. It's hard. And uh, one thing that I learned during a class with Strawn Coleman, once again, he he taught some prayer school classes on Zoom during the pandemic. And one of them was about Prophetic gifting, something I hadn't learned about as much in my church tradition. And I just thought of it in terms of prophets of the Old Testament, and that was about it. But he talks about it as just a way that the Holy Spirit is moving now in our lives. And he talks about how sometimes ideas feel so powerful that we can't even sit still. We feel like this idea or this movement in our heart must be acted on immediately because it comes so powerfully strong. But what he's learned over time with maturity is that that strong feeling does not mean that it needs to be acted on quickly. It means it needs to be paid attention to and given time. He spends time fasting and praying, sensing what the right thing to do is, the time and space to gain greater clarity and discernment. And I find I'm learning that not only with kind of spiritual things that I might feel strongly, but a lot of times that comes out in creative work because that's my calling. And I will feel something so powerfully strong and I'll see, I'll have those tears we talked about in the last episode that Frederick Beekner talks about And I will so deeply sense the importance of something that I feel called to make and act on. And I feel like that powerful feeling needs to be acted on and come to fruition soon. It's needed now because I see how powerful and important it is. But what I'm learning is that often those most powerful things are things important enough to take a lot of time, to require. A strong, big, wide foundation to build a network of support to harness and gather more tools, maybe more skills to see them through. It tells me that this is a work that's going to require a lot, not necessarily be done quickly. So if I don't have the full picture and everything I need to complete it, it's not because it doesn't matter. It's not needed. It's that there will be seasons where it's in the front of my mind. And there will be seasons where I let it go to the back of my mind and wait until the next time God brings it to the front of my mind for me to work on more. A lot of this is just developing the ability to trust the goodness of God and trust his timing and trust him with the mysteries and trust that he is writing a story that matters with our lives and through our work. I want to leave you today with a blessing. It's a blessing by Jan Richardson in her book, In the Sanctuary of Women. This is the blessing. That you may have the wisdom to know the story to which God calls you. The power to pursue it. The courage to abide its mysteries. And love in every step. right. I hope that today's episode helped you be more ready to have that courage to abide the mysteries that you'll come up against in the story God is calling you to. And may you have love in every step as you keep growing creative. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I feel honored to think of you spending this time with me. I hope that you'll share the podcast with a friend. If you feel like it's worth your time listening in, maybe they'd enjoy it too. If growing authentic creativity and developing more sustainable creative practices and rhythms is something that you want more of or you're interested in the art that I make, I'd love it if you would subscribe to my email newsletter. Another way to get a little more personable is to connect on Instagram. I enjoy showing up from time to time and Instagram stories and just sharing behind the scenes and moment by moment thoughts throughout my life as a creator. And I'd love to get to know you more and hear from you. So reach out anytime through email or through Instagram DMs. And I would like to thank the sound editor for this podcast, Shepard Martin. And the music is by Sad Moses. Once again, Keep growing creative.